everybody. Welcome to another episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt. It's time to get turnt, Jivanisi. And today, I want to talk about the pros and cons of being a full-time indie entrepreneur and managing your mental health while working for yourself. Damn, I'm a poet, and I didn't even know uh, <laughs> that I was one. <laughs> uh, so, joining me on the show is someone who you just heard laughing that I've been following for many years after he wrote a brilliant piece called This is a Web Page. Right? Is that the name of the piece or is it the name of the piece words? Yeah, people call it both things. Okay. Yeah. I, I originally had words and then I went back and read it again and I'm like, no, that's just the dome. That's just the slug, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's a lot to do with that. It's just a simple page with a message to focus on words first and design second, which uh, was relevant to me at the time and is even more relevant to me now with that email marketing page I did. It was like absolutely words first. Uh, so I highly recommend that you check that out if you haven't already. And I believe it's uh, justinjackson.ca slash words.html. That's right. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. Okay. So now he runs a site or a company called megamaker.co. I guess a site and company, which is uh, a resource for indie entrepreneurs filled with video courses, books, and coaching services. Right? I'm just mm-hmm. like, okay, shaking his mm-hmm. head. Good. That's right. You're doing <laughs> also, well. Yeah, also this year he started a podcast hosting startup, which this very show is being served up on right now. Ah, uh, so yeah. meta. <laughs> Justin Jackson, welcome to the show, and it's finally nice to meet you in real life. Oh man, it's so nice to meet you too, and that was such a good intro. I really like being a hype man, like I yeah. like being the hype man for other people, and there's a slave. Yeah, and there's just very few people that can give it back with the same intensity. So I appreciate mm-hmm. that that was very well orchestrated. Thank you. I, I, I spent a lot of time on it this morning. Well, I, like, I was working on this intro and this podcast for about two hours when I woke up. And Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Wow, yeah. You're, you're really, wow, you're investing a lot. That's awesome. I think I have to because I, I, whenever I invest time and effort into a show it always i think it's always better yeah especially when i like i like edit it this a bunch of times and uh there's more there's more copy and i have questions and and i have topics and i have closing stuff it's just like it's crazy yeah you know i actually like hearing that because we were talking about this before we started but i've got kind of two modes in my head mm-hmm. one is sometimes i like to treat podcasting or youtubing or twitter as the same as a comedian going to a local club and just working shit out. Yes. And there's something so freeing about that, about just like, fuck it, I'm just going to hit record, and I'm going to try to work this material out live. Yes. yes. And I think that can be helpful for people. Uh, it can. It's definitely helpful for me. But figuring out what is the local club of my life and what is the stadium or the big theater, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm sticking with the comedian metaphor. That's fair. I understand uh, it. It's, it's difficult. And sometimes I know when I do a show, like a podcast, mm-hmm. if I've got an outline, often those, are, those go a lot better. Yeah. Well, you're just more prepared. Yeah. And, and also, well, I was thinking about Twitter. I, I actually, last year, I made this declaration to myself 
that I wasn't just going to tweet bullshit. Like I wasn't just going to think of something, write it, bad spelling, grammar, just like, you know, just throw it out there. Now I'm like, and I, I don't know if I've actually done this or not, but in my brain I was like, I'm going to craft tweets. Yes. And I'm not going to tweet unless it it is a it needs to be out there or it's or it's well crafted. Mm-hmm. And not, and it's hard because it's you know kind of Twitter's not really for that. I don't think unless you have some sort of schedule and it's like you you know you lose followers, but. That's kind of the way I'm looking at it now, and 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 really like to go back on your your words piece or the or this is a web page piece. When mm-hmm. I did that email marketing page, it's 350 words. Mm-hmm. You know, your 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 post is very short too. Yeah, but and I don't know how much time you spent on it, but it it's clearly it looks like you've spent a lot of time on it, and you can tell when a 300 word post is like somebody really really thought about every sentence. The 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 book that comes to mind. Is rework? Have you ever read rework? Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like every sentence in that book needs to be there, and that's it. And it's short; it's a short book, and you can you blow through it. But it's it is. I don't know. I just when I saw that, I was like, oh, I can write this way. It's yeah. like basically a crazy editing. It's not yeah. like I don't. You can hide the fact that I'm not a good writer. Yeah, you know? yeah. There. I think anything I've learned about writing, I've basically learned from Jason Freed, mm-hmm. Derek Sivers. Yeah, another uh, one. I mean, there's not that many, but I, I continually go back to their work. I actually, for a long time, aspired to be both those guys. Yeah, those are kind of my guys. But <laughs> I've met Jason in person. Uh, I haven't met Derek, but I know I'm nothing like them. They're both introverted. Intro- yeah, uh, right. they're like deep thinkers. Yeah, you know, but. I still appreciate the way they write, and I, I think I was able to grab something from, you know, watching them. And it's probably where, you know, This Is a Web Page came from, was me thinking about all that and yeah. also thinking about my own constraints, because I'm not a good designer, I'm not mm-hmm. a good developer. And so when I looked in my little bag of tricks, it's like, okay, what can I do? And, you know, I've been writing forever. Yeah. And also had the benefit of having uh, English AP. Do you guys have advanced, like advanced placement yeah. in high school? Yeah. yeah. So I wasn't in any of those classes, but yeah. I mean, that was the only class I was in. I was terrible at math. I was yep. terrible at physics. Terrible at everything. English is the one thing I can do. And interestingly enough, if you go back even further, I think it's because I wrote something in like grade three, and a teacher liked it and mm. read it in front of the class and. I was just like, okay, wow, maybe I'm good at this. But in that English AP class, she made us write an essay every week for the whole year. And I remember thinking like, man, like, what's going on here? And, you know, I didn't recognize until I got into college, oh, wait, no one else can write because (laughs) they they haven't been practicing. And so, yeah, there's... Yeah. Anyway, so I, I have, r- I have quite the opposite story of that. Oh, really? I failed out of college because I was such a bad writer. Oh man, you should have had Dr. Nyberg. I don't know who that is. That was my English AP teacher, Dr. Nyberg. Yeah. See, if you'd been born He's a in doctor, s- is a doctor high school teacher? Yeah, and she's a woman. So she, a woman oh, doctor, dude, that was- as a high school teacher. Damn. Uh, and, and I, she- that was so sexist of me, by just now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> But she, uh, I mean, yeah. So if you had been born in Stony Plain, Alberta, 
maybe things would have turned out different for you. I think they would have. You know, South Jersey is a much different place. A lot of hard knocks there. Um, Although sometimes I wish I I was born in a bigger city because there's something about that too. But yeah, yeah. Uh, All right. Well, okay. So we, I did, I just did a topic on on writing. But again, that's a whole other show we could do. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You know, Uh, before we get started, today's episode is brought to you by Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it, and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like-minded business owners in the members-only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning-fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math. And MoneyLab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, MoneyLab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out that's moneylab.co slash pro and i also want to mention that i've published four episodes of this podcast so far on your platform transistor.fm yeah so thank you for that no thank you yeah and i want to share some episode analytics which also you guys just put out there and now i can see this information and i'm loving it yeah this is like real-time customer development right here why did you go from the line chart to the bar chart oh i know no one understands what i'm saying right now but yeah well now i'm scared i hope you i hope you (laughs) i hope you like the change we i do yeah so i think it's just a better way to visualize the data uh and uh, some of the inspiration came from convertkit when you sign Uh up to convert kit you can see kind of all the time like every day there's like a new bar for how you've done right and inside of transistor when you adjust the time scale so 30 days 60 days 90 days it goes from dailies to weeklies to monthly yeah and i just it's like do i want to have to hover over these things to see you know right. i just want to see it like right there like what yeah. what is it it's also i think easier to observe uh, trends. So in podcasting, there's no way to tell you how many subscribers you have, right? But you can approximate it by looking at your download spikes every time you uh, release Publish an episode. episode. Yeah. yeah. All right, that makes sense. Um, so episode one, I, I'm I'm gonna read off each episode because of a certain reason. So episode one has 281 downloads. Episode two got 252 downloads. Episode three got 233 downloads. And then yesterday I published episode four, which has gotten 106 downloads, and that's a lot less because somehow I uploaded a seven-minute version of the hour-long show, and my buddy Thomas Frank of YouTube fame and the first guest on the show uh, texted me about it in the morning, and he was like, <laughs> he's like, I'm not one, he's like, I know you're not one to put it past like publishing a seven-minute episode where you just cut off after the sponsorship, 
but I don't think you meant to do that. And I was like, fuck, no, I didn't. So <laughs> I, had to, I had to go and delete the episode and re-upload the episode. Oh, and shoot. when I deleted the episode, all the analytics went away. And uh, it wasn't that many. It was only two hours after the show pu- got published. And I only had three people reach out to me and go, hey, the show's only seven minutes. I'm like, give it a second. It's coming back. Yeah. That's nice that you've got friends that would do that, though. That, yeah. That, I mean, I'm like, I have friends that actually listen. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, That's what I mean. Me. Yeah. yeah. It's really cool. So, uh so when I put all this down, I'm like, uh-oh, numbers are dropping. 281, 252, 233. I'm like, shit, I've done a pretty bad job at promoting the show. So you'll, you'll, uh, but you'll do better. Have you? Uh, and you're emailing it to your list. I've, I've seen that too, right? I only emailed it to them once. So that's mm. part of the problem is I, don't, I didn't want to bombard them every month with, or every week with like, new show, new show, yeah. new show. It's like. Dude, we get it. You have a fucking podcast. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll listen if, you know, and so every once in a while, I think I'm just going to say, okay, you know, last, you know, that last month I had four shows or whatever, and this one was really good, or maybe I'll just like turn them on to like very specific ones so that they, I don't want to, again, I just don't like emailing my, like, I just don't like emailing a bunch of people going like, pay attention to me, pay attention to me, even yeah. though emailing is doing that, but, you know. I think, uh, so yeah. Th- this is inside baseball, but, yeah, you should add this is me. What the show is? A- add me to your team, Justin at Transistor FM, because uh-huh. I really I'm trying to figure out. This is the the biggest challenge podcasters have for sure is distribution. I've gotten hundreds and hundreds of emails. The first email I send to people who sign up for the waiting list for Transistor is yeah, you know. Uh, What's going on in your life that brought you here today? Have right. you tried making a podcast before? If you did, what was the struggle? What's your struggle with your current show? Everybody says distribution. And so, uh, yeah. You if mean you, promote? Is that just another word for promotion? Yeah, like promotion, okay. getting more okay. listeners. Yeah, okay, okay. And so I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to help people, uh, you know. Figure that out. Figure that out. So if you add me to your team, basically it just allows me to – uh, like I can see your sharing stuff yeah. and all that stuff. And yeah, it'd be cool to get an inside look at your account and then figure out, okay, how can I help Matt? Uh, you know, like for example, episode two uh-huh. with uh, your girlfriend, right? Yep. Yeah. Steph. Yeah. That's the best one. So people need, that's the one people need to listen to. Right. Uh, so I want to, I want to figure out how to uh, get more listens for that show. Well, I mean, I can tell you that. Uh, thank you. I can tell you that when I did listen money matters, we were doing a weekly episode from November till May of 2013 to 14. And we were getting like a hundred downloads per episode, just like mm-hmm. I am now. Yeah. And then we went to daily in May. So every day. And then it was just like, at the end of May, we were like, couple thousand downloads an episode yeah and it was we we literally don't know why like we think we think it's word of mouth yeah and we we knew we had a lot of word of mouth buzz yeah uh, because we had such a different show in that space but other than that like i remember we did a show with uh uh, mr money mustache if you know who that is oh yeah 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 so pete we did a show with pete and uh it was the first time i met him too and and he actually was a fan of a rap video that i had done so it was it was like a really easy get for us thank god Mm -hmm. but he tweeted it once yeah, and then he doesn't tweet that often, and it just that tweet just stayed on his homepage for like oh, I don't know wow. three months or something. So yeah. we got a ton of listeners after having him on, but I don't think we had him on until like three months into doing daily. So and it's one of our best episodes. I mean, it was one of our best episodes ever. So yeah, that that certainly helps when you have high profile people. 
yeah. either if they're on your show or not, if they have any kind of audience whatsoever, and they're like, dude, this show's actually pretty good. Yeah. You should listen to the show. I'm not a, like, and, and that usually helps at least gets a kickstart for sure. Yeah. When you're starting a new show, you're earning the right to be heard. And mm. it takes a little while because people have all these other choices. So you're competing with This American Life. You're competing sure. with Casey Neistat's new podcast. You're competing, you know, there's all these shows. And I think when you have, when you know that you've got a good voice or you've got a good point of view or you've got, mm-hmm. you know, it, it just pays to keep going because eventually folks will go, hey, what are you listening to? And I'll say, oh, have you heard Matt's new podcast? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I haven't. I'm like, oh, Matt just has this way about him. It's very disarming. Like, you get on his show. It's like you've been friends with him for years. And I think you'd really like it because he gets stuff out of conversations that you're not going to hear anywhere else. Right. Well, that becomes, you know, then people are talking about it. And it creates buzz. It creates buzz. And, and even just think about how some of that stuff works. Like, yeah. so much of it now, it seems, is you've just got to wait for people to start talking in Slack. And <laughs> yeah. then people will be like, hey, have you, you know, oh, you got to listen to this episode where Matt and Justin talk about mental health or mental health comes up and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. well, here's a good episode on that thing. Yeah. Um, and then that's that's your gateway or that's the, the gateway drug into the show. Sure. So. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to bring up uh, the this. So this guy on Twitter, um, when I when I put this conversation, when I put this question out to Twitter this morning about you know I'm having you on the show and we're going to talk about these topics and uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name, but his uh, Twitter handle is at gay to my code. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, and he said, um, "How do you guys suggest managing a two to three year project?" For example, game development. Yeah, and he says I can't focus and I'm really stressed. And I, 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 when I saw that question or when I saw that, uh, I guess topic suggestion, I was thinking about this podcast because it's taken. You know, I've I've done the podcast thing where I was like, all right, we're doing this podcast, we're we're taking it easy. You know what? Let's go fucking hard. Let's do a daily episode. Let's promote the shit out of it. Like, and then you know, six months, eight months later, I'm burned out. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. And we, we, we grew so much. I mean, we went from, you know, I said a hundred downloads an episode to probably 20,000 downloads an episode by the end of that run. And it was like, but then I was just like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And we weren't making any money either. So that was, you know, the the business's fault. Yeah. Uh, But I just think with this show, I'm, I'm actually, trying to restrain myself there's everything in me wants to do the show daily right now i did two episodes and i'm like oh i could i could do this shit every single day mm-hmm. no problem talk to my friends about the shit that i love to talk about mm-hmm. oh yeah i could do this all day no problem oh i know all these people i could ask them to promote it even though i hate doing that kind of stuff but i could do it mm-hmm. i could create this big you know like podcasting promote all this shit right yeah and then i was like no because you, because this is what's going to happen to you in six months or even three months. You're going to burn the fuck out. Or knowing myself, I'm going to start. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get bored of doing the same rep. You know, the repetition parts. It's not the talking that bothers me. Yeah. It's the editing. Uh, you know, fucking with compression, putting it up on. Uh, you know, uploading it, creating the show note, like all of mm-hmm. those little tiny things. It's the, it's repetition over and over again. And 
so I'm 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 saying to myself once a week, just do it once a week. You don't have to batch it either, you know? Yeah. Like just reach out to your friends casually, at, you know, think of a topic you want to talk about. You have a conversation. It's like going out to the bar and being like, "Hey, you want to grab a drink?" Yeah. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. We'll figure it out when we're there. Like that that's yeah. not how, you know. And then once, I mean, even with when I had you on and, and other people, like sometimes I don't know what I'm going to talk about until we're on the show and like right beforehand we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. But then I can't do any research. So for this, I was like, let me figure out what I want to talk about, a specific topic, and then I want to do some research on that and and figure out like what is it that I want to talk to him about mm-hmm. or her about. Um, or what topic do I want to understand just out loud. So this idea of tempering my need to think that I can eat this elephant in one bite. It's, it's I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think. That's how I would suggest to gay to my code mm-hmm. is, is basically like the way you manage a two or three year project is you manage it one week at a time and you go, you can't, you can't think of it as a two or three year project. You can't, because if you do, you'll want to try to get it all done in a month. Mm-hmm. Like you want to go from point A to point B as fast as possible. And I'm thinking to myself, I've tried to do that every single time with software companies I've done with with even like the businesses that I run now with some university. It's that's ten years. Yeah. You know, ten years and I have an average of five thousand. You know, people are like, that's insane amount of traffic. Yeah. Yeah. The first seven years wasn't that at all. It sucked. Yeah. But every every week I would publish an article. Or every week, you know, every month maybe sometimes I get a little like, oh, I feel like writing another article about pool algae. Mm-hmm. You know, so <laughs> But you just that's so I wanted to bring that up with like this yeah. one step at a time sort of thing. Yeah. And you know, if people don't see all of the backdrop and I mean this has become uh almost like a meme, like everyone's like, Yeah, overnight success yeah. seven years in the making or whatever. But people Well that was my I have a that page that's like uh what's it I think it's moneylab.co slash timeline and it's like how I became an overnight success in 14 years or something, or, or something like my, how I became mild, mildly successful in 14 years. Yeah. And it's my entire business timeline. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've read that. I really like that because it, it shows that it's layers. And yeah. really, you have to go back to... So even we were talking about that essay I wrote, Words, which mm-hmm. is like one thing that a lot of people know me for, but... You have to go back to grade three when I wrote that thing and my teacher liked it. That's right. where it starts. There's a layer there. And then, you know, and I, I was homeschooled for a year in grade eight and mm-hmm. I wrote a ton in that year. I got on the internet uh, around that time and started publishing stuff on the internet. And so, yeah. layer, layer, layer. And, you know, it takes time and, and trial and error. Trial and error. Messing up, um, and then stressed, and then you finally stressed. learn about this idea of deliberate practice or yeah. like deliberately working on something. And I don't feel like I figured that out until my thirties. I don't know. Yeah, and and so each of these things helps you get better and better and better. One thing yeah. I would say um, to to him also for game development is keep. Like have a a landing page, a waiting list page, and mm. keep those people informed. And I was trying to find what this game's called, um, but there's I saw this one demo for a PlayStation Four game in a Best Buy, and 
I'm not really into games, but I have four kids and, uh, my, all my kids are into gaming, uh, a 15 year old daughter, especially my 12 year old son. And then I have a 10 year old and an eight year old. They all play games all the time. My wife is incredible at, uh, video games. Like she can, she can play super Mario three, like, and just keep wrapping it and wrapping it and wrapping it. Like she can go for a week if she wanted to. Um, and Anyway, I saw this game and there was something about it that I was like, oh man, this is kind of cool. Like, this this game looks neat. And then I realized it was a demo. I signed up for their email list. And honestly, they could email me once a week and I would still be interested. Yeah. And so, and they just talk about, you know, we worked on this, we did this, we, you know, we updated this sprite or it, yeah. it's really kind of mundane. But for fans, it's going to be interesting and it's also motivating for you because to get it done. yeah there, there's something like uh kind of therapeutic about it you're doing yeah. some journaling what did i accomplish yeah. oh okay and then you're sending it out and you're getting feedback from folks hopefully yeah. like you know uh, i can't wait for the game i can't wait till it comes can can you give me something to play right now like there's you you've got to have these um the nice thing about sharing with an audience is it helps you to kind of work in these iterations of okay, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna share what I've done so far, and yeah. um, that that's been I helpful felt, for me anyway. Yeah, I mean, I I that's kind of why I started Money Lab was I knew I knew a byproduct of creating projects on Money Lab was that if I created a project that those people reading it would want to buy. I'm writing about it, you know, every other day and saying, oh, and I'm, and I'm, you know, I wasn't afraid to talk, you know, your, your term inside baseball, which is like, oh, I spent, you know, two hours, uh, figuring out how to use the pen tool in, in illustrator. Mm -hmm. That's not even something I've ever done, but, um, (laughs) I, I used, I figured out the pen tool 10 years ago. Uh, no, but like the, like I'm, I get really detailed Yeah, and I don't care because it's like, what? Well, if you're reading Money Lab, you're probably somewhat interested in how I edit videos and or how I uh, do graphic design or all of those like little technical bits and bobs that I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why I just use that <laughs> phrase. Never used that phrase my whole life, and and now I decide to do that. Bits and bobs. I like it. Bits and bobs. Is that a British? I think it's a British ism. Yeah, it feels kind of British. It feels a little British. Uh, so yeah, I. I mean, I, you know, it's funny. I, when I talk to our, our mutual friend, Jason Zook, he's always, I think, I think it's him who's always like, put up a landing page, mm-hmm. you know? And I, and every single, no, he did do that. I was, what the hell was I creating? I think I was creating Ernest or SEO for bloggers or something. And he was like, put up a landing page. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to finish. Oh, I would think it was SEO for bloggers because I'm like, I'm going to finish this in seven days. Like, I, it's done in seven days. Yeah. So, like, I don't, want to spend my i only have seven days to create this thing so i don't want to spend any of those hours creating something that's only going to be up for that short period of time and so i just ended up ignoring his advice and (laughs) i mean who knows i mean it could have worked i I just didn't do it you know and yeah and that was my argument to myself is i only have seven days i'm also i want to spend that time working on the product itself and then once it's out then i can do all that kind of stuff well and sometimes having i i I think I personally don't like long timelines. I know for video games you really need it, but yeah. um, the one of the benefits of long timelines is it really builds anticipation. Yeah, and so 
again, I, I wish I could remember this game. I can't remember the title of it, yeah. but I saw that like two years ago. They they they're taking forever to develop this thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's it's like, but I'm still looking forward to it. Yep. And so right now I'm working on product validation checklist, and mm-hmm. you know one of the things that helps is I if you go to productvalidationchecklist.com, it's just a landing page with a mailing list sign up. And, you know, I got back from going to a conference in Vegas. I'm tired. I don't want to work on it. But yeah. then I look at this waiting list and I go, oh. And then there's a yeah. auto-reply email, like a welcome email. And yeah. when I can see people are signing up for it every once in a while going, hey, this looks cool. When's this going to be ready? It's like, right. oh, wow. So they built in accountability. Yeah. And it's kind of encouraging to be like, oh, okay, well, I should keep working on this and send out an update. That becomes kind of my goal is like, I'm going to work. And then, and honestly, it's just like, sometimes I just make a quick video and say, hey, I just want to demo some things. Yeah. Um, I want to give one more tip because I just, um, my friend Adam Wavin has been doing this and he's the one that taught it to me. Uh, He's been doing these little tip tweets where as he's building his thing, so he just released a course on Vue.js, specifically, Mm -hmm. I think, building like interfaces with it. Um, But every time, as he's developing it, every time he kind of makes a little discovery, he's like, oh, I'm going to make this into a bite-sized tweet that's actionable. Like, it's a little tip. And he gets like 266 retweets on some of these. Like, crazy... But he's got a big following, He's got a big following, yeah. Yeah. Um, But there's something about tips that are really helpful or even just something you've learned. So, for yeah. example, for you, while you were building SEO for bloggers, you could be like, oh, there's this one thing I just discovered in Ahrefs. I'm just going to yeah. share this one little bite with people and yeah. build anticipation for the thing. And for this fellow that's building, uh, you know, that's creating this game, it, you know, it could be teaching other game developers something. It could be... Mm-hmm. Uh, teaching players something about gameplay that they haven't seen before. Right. Uh, there's also or game th- designing. Yeah, too. like you could put in a little bite-sized tweet. And uh, I found it, for me, interaction with my audience is what creates Keeps you going. the momentum. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I um I want to talk about a very specific topic that uh, I think you and I have in common, uh, and I'm hoping that this topic leads into some mental health stuff. Okay. And maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I'm, I'm speculating in here. Okay. So I, a couple of months ago, listened to, I was doing, I was going to be on the Fizzle podcast. You were on the Fizzle podcast. I was, I was scheduled to be on this podcast. So I went back and listened to a bunch of people's um, interviews to kind of see what the format was and how I was going to present myself. And it turns out as soon as I get on the podcast, they fucking completely change everything. And <laughs> all that research was kind of out the window. But your episode that you did with them uh, was really interesting. And I resonated with it. And we have a, li- we have a literal connection which is you talked about the 100 Project Challenge mm. that you did in 2016, right? Uh, yeah, 2016. It was the year I went independent. I quit consulting yep. and did this project, yeah. And I, I even pulled up, and I have in front of me, we're not, I'm not going to obviously read all of these, but I, I have your 100 things that you did. Yeah. you did them all. Yeah, I did. Now, yeah. so I don't know if that, because you said uh, we had talked about this prior to recording, but like, 
2017 was tough, right? Yeah. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to, you know, I don't know how, because I, I feel the same way. 2017 for me was, was tough also. I don't know. I don't know if it's not we're going to compare uh, whose was tougher <laughs> sort of thing. But I don't know if this 100 Project Challenge sort of was the, was that, did that have anything to do with leading to that mm, or no? Not really. I mean, it did create more pressure in my life. In, in some ways, but most of my struggle in 2017 was just personal. It was just yeah. like stuff from my life just catching up with me and uh, just really affecting me. Uh, I, and, I and anything to do with business, or is it? Or is that? Mm, is it? I mean, everything is always connected. Sure, but I mean, I, I've been pretty. I've been trying to be more open about you know this my my struggles in 2017 and a lot of people have emailed me going oh yeah man business is tough and it and really like, gets to uh. you and stuff and i'm like ah it it wasn't really that <laughs> it was right. it was I, I mean that affects things for sure yeah yeah but, a role. but this was just like personal life stuff and me sweeping things under the carpet for years and years and years and you know there's just you know all sorts of dynamics family mm-hmm. dynamics and all sorts of things so it definitely uh work is related because yeah. work is the place where i go and hide work is the place where mm. i um get all of um or or work has traditionally been the place where i get a lot of my affirmation so yeah. You know, you've got four kids. Uh, sorry, I've got four kids. You don't have four kids. <laughs> I was I was trying to speak out, like you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've got four kids going home every day, and just doing the slog of family life isn't yeah. nearly uh, as exhilarating as you know uh, publishing something making, online and right, no, or right. making some money or yeah, even just uh, you know having people on the internet go oh wow what you're doing here is really cool yeah and so i think the challenge is that i used work as a place to run away from my problems in my personal life and then yeah 2017 it just caught up with me yeah yeah and it you know everything gets exasperated because uh you know i wasted a lot of time doing those projects and so uh, I kind of like six months into that hundred, hundred uh, thing project. I was going to make a hundred things in a year. You know, six months in, I was like, "Oh crap! I haven't made any money yet." And then, and that was the goal, though, right? It was making money. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the goal was to be independent. But I, I figured, I don't know. I, I've been waiting for that moment for so long, and mm-hmm. I had this one kind of hit under my belt which is this book and course called Marketing for Developers. Yeah. And, and what I should have done is double down on that. <laughs> yeah. But then I just felt like, oh, man, but I could do so many. I've been waiting my whole life for this moment. Yeah, and 100%. Also, I think, you know, in, in hindsight, going, oh, wait, but... And I was also running from a lot of things in my personal life. And so, yeah, um, yeah I, that's kind of a long answer, but yeah, that, that's the context of um of you know my struggle last year 
Was yeah. it different for so, you? Uh, so I had um, – so you, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, sort of retreating into work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I may put that wrong, but for me, that actually helped me get over my anxiety. Hmm. Was I had really bad anxiety um, when I was working a full-time job. I had a girlfriend that we were dating for four years. Uh, we, I did not want to be with her anymore. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I need to move on because I want to be married. And, and you're obviously not the person I want. Like, not that I wasn't the person she wanted to marry. She, it was. Yeah. But I was. I mean, and I, but I wasn't. I was 26. I'm like, no. Yeah. I'm not, not going to do that. And I, and, and I guess there has something to do with like whatever. And it was a mutual breakup, but. After that, I went into – I had anxiety. I went to the doctor. Uh, I was overweight. I was like 310 pounds. Uh, and I went into this like just – I had I was on an, – not antidepressants, but like fluxetine, which is an anti-anxiety medication. Okay, yeah. Um, blood pressure medication. Uh, and I had this job that I was fine with. Like I was always good at work. Yeah. You know? But this job was super boring, and that's actually around the time where I started Swim University. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what I ended up doing was I retreated into – I would work. And work was a place – I didn't have an audience, so it wasn't like there was people that gave me affirmation. It was just my mind was off of everything else. Yeah. It, was, it was focused on building something. And I'm, I happened to – one of my superpowers, which when people – when people like, and you even said like, it, it looks like you do so much, right? Mm-hmm. And I look at that hundred, pro- the hundred projects, and it's like, no, you look like you do so much. <laughs> and and I've had these arguments with people like, no, you do a lot. <laughs> and it's like, I do a lot because my one of my superpowers is extreme focus. I, hmm. I when I sit down at this computer, sometimes depending on the project, I will forget to eat. Wow. Which you're like, well, you were 310 pounds. How do you forget? How do you forget to eat? It's like, well, <laughs> some days, you yeah. know. Um, but so this was like, I, and I'm I'm just very good at that. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, I'm able to tune out the rest of the world and my and my problems. Which I, my problems were very micro. Those that that to me was very small. But it still was a problem, and I still had to go to the doctor. And I realized, like, my mom's like, oh, anxiety runs in the family. Mm. Oh well, fuck me for telling. Yeah, thanks for telling me now. Yeah. Totally. Uh, but yeah, so after that, um, that was like. By I was the way, can we just stop right there? Because I think yeah. you said two things that kind of resonated with me. One, okay, is you went to the doctor. Yeah, which is something that. Well, I went to the doctor because I thought I was having a heart attack. Yes, twenty well, seven or whatever. And so, um, something similar happened to me in that I I started to get stomach ulcers. Oh and, yeah, and yeah. I was like, what is going on? And, mm. and, but, and I never go to the doctor. I just, we have free healthcare in Canada and I just don't use I it. I, I'm, I'm yeah. like, ah, whatever. And yeah. finally, um, you know, my people, my, like my friends and my wife and everyone, they're like, okay, go to the doctor, man. Yeah, go to the doctor. So I go yeah. to the doctor and. Which is, which is anxiety inducing as it is. Yeah, I know, but it, it was almost more anxiety like, holding off i think again going back to this pattern in my life where i i avoid discomfort this, yes. this is a big thing yeah i, I avoid yeah. discomfort and so i was like ah like i just like it's just it's easier to just suffer yeah. with this mm-hmm. but going mm-hmm. to the doctor opened up this okay she's like okay yeah you do have some ulcers and here's how you 
fix it. You need more sleep. You need more. And then it also opened up conversation with my family mm-hmm. where my dad wrote me. And my dad's quite conservative, quite private. But he writes me an email going, hey, mom told me, <laughs> of course, mom told <laughs> yeah. me about your ulcers. And he's like, it's so weird. He's like, you getting ulcers is almost to the day when I was your age, yeah, your stage of life, getting ulcers, and yeah. you know it had to do with sleep, it had to do with stress, it had. And I'm like, oh my god! So the two things you mentioned: going to the doctor and talking to your family about it, like, yeah, figuring out, um, you know, what kind of background do we have? You know, what 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 genetic stuff do I have that I should be on the lookout for? Yeah, and if you know, your parents are like, oh, well, we've got some bipolar, we've got some... It's <laughs> sure. like, okay, shit, well, I need to deal with that proactively. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, keep yeah. going. Uh, well, I was... And, and that was the first time, because there was a second time when I was on the verge of working for myself. And so I was spending a lot of time... Um, so, so, to be, to, so to be fair, work itself has never given me stress until like in the last three months, which I'll talk about too. <laughs> uh, but work itself at this time it was my escape. Yeah. And, and it was because I wasn't, I, I had a job, I was making good money, and um, this was sort of a side hobby for me. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it. Like I really enjoy website design for myself, yeah. not for clients, but for myself. And I had a, another breakup yeah. uh, that was, really was much worse. I had lost all my friends at the time. Uh, a story that I won't get into because it's, I could, I first, first day I met Steph in New Orleans, the late at night after drinking, I fucking unloaded all of this on her. (laughs) And she was like, nice to meet you too. (laughs) So, so that's how we bonded. But I, I unloaded this story on her and, and, and what I did was I had nothing to do. Like I had no, I lived by myself in a condo that I owned. I had a BMW. I was I was living like a king. I had a king size bed. Yeah, I was doing all those things, and I had no friends. I had lost them all, mm-hmm. uh, and they were they were they were. I didn't lose them. They were just mad at me. All a lot of them were mad at me, and it was, and it had to do with like my the girlfriend I was dating at the time did some really awful shit to my friends, and I protected her. And I did not know where my loyalty lied at the time. Yeah. And I was really confused because I was, you know, you have that like love brain. Mm-hmm. And so like, uh, and what I did was I retreated into work. And I, and I actually, between uh, that incident and me getting fired, or me, not fired, but me getting laid off from my job, was sort of like, you, th- the world is giving you this opportunity to do this, mm-hmm. right? You need to go and do this. Because what the f- you have nothing else right now. Yeah. And so that's where I started doing Swim University full-time. And it was super st- – it was stressful because I- I'm – well, it- I-, I say it's stressful, but I'm really good at um, being bad with money. I was really good at that. <laughs> so I it really like, oh, I'm in debt. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Oh, oh I'm not- I don't have enough money to afford something. Whatever. I have a credit card. I'll just throw it on there. Yeah. Like I never let uh, money affect me. And so – then I got better with money and, uh, you know, ended up bootstrapping and, and, and selling my or renting out my condo, moving in with my younger brother into his house and um, sort of just and again, using that opportunity to just 
hundred percent going into work. Yeah. So I had no girlfriend, nobody that really wanted to hang out with me all the time, and and I just lived online. That's when I went to Fizzle and started meeting like internet friends, and like I went and I so I accredit that those moments to mm-hmm. the fact that I'm here now. Yeah. So so over time. Now I have a whole like there's always there's a new set of problems, right? It's like, okay, so I have a successful business, quote unquote, right? Yeah. Uh, from the outside looking in, oh, he's making money, he's solo, he's a solopreneur, he's independent. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. He doesn't have an alarm clock. Oh, the fucking life. Yeah. This guy lives. Yeah. And I am stressed so much right now that I ended up getting gout for the second time in the oh, last no. two years. And I got it because I drank a lot, and I don't work out as much as I should, and I have been stressed because I was, I mean, currently I'm in like $40,000 of credit card debt yeah. because of my business. Yeah. And I believe, and I've, I've, I haven't gone to the doctor yet because <laughs> I'm like, well, first of all, I have an appointment. It's in June, so it's like a month away. Uh, but I keep going oh, I just hurt myself. Mm. And so I just need to rest and relax and it will go away. Yeah. And it's like, it's not going away, dude. So do you think that has anything to do with the fact that you are stressed and we're, and, are, and will not admit it to yourself that like shit is not going the way you want it to right now mm-hmm. and it's sort of concentrating itself into this joint in your toe yeah you know yeah and i'm like i don't know but you you know you go you said the same thing as like you have ulcers and it's like that can't be that it's just i have a problem you you go to the doctor and they're like yeah dude it is or at least that's an option it's something to think about oh yeah the avoidance i mean if i've learned anything uh well one the biggest thing for me i learned is like discomfort is not something to ignore uh no first of all i think the best your best work comes out of discomfort you've got to you've got to make yeah make yourself uncomfortable in certain situations to be like yep. you know what i'm going to face the hard truth i'm going to uh really dig into this i'm going to do things that scare me i'm going to mm-hmm. uh you know uh quit ignoring this thing i'm going to listen when people who in my life that I trust and respect to tell me something, I'm going to listen. That's all important, even when it's hard. And But discomfort also tells us, like, when the discomfort get, gets into pain and gets yeah. into just mania, mm-hmm. that's, like... Wake-up call. Life's warning bells going, okay, you've got to deal with this. And yep. um, I... The... I would just run away from all of it. I would run away from the discomfort. I just want things to be easy. I would run yeah. away from the pain. I'm not going to think about it. And it just builds up and builds up and builds up. And for me, 2017 was the year where it exploded. And then it's mm-hmm. like, now I've got to deal with everything. And I was sharing this story with you before, but before this, I always looked at people that had like depression or anxiety or any sort of mental illness as like weak, like oh yeah. come weak on, yep. like just and it, it man up, man up, pull, you up, pull or, yourself by your bootstraps, yeah, or whatever the and it's totally a reflection of my privilege in life. Yes, um, yep, it's it you know, and it's also a reflection of how I got treated. 
you know, up until I was in my early 20s, I was like the golden child, you know, yeah. everything I did, people affirmed, I was, you know, and yeah. that that built up this ego in me. And ego really is the enemy. I haven't read that book, but I just keep I did. I, I keep I keep using that. I'm like ego really yeah. is the enemy. It's good. It's a good book. And so it's worth reading. In 2017, the way I describe it is it was like you know, I'm like, ah, no, d- I, depression wouldn't affect me. Da, da. And then it was like the Hulk, like, pounding me into the pavement. And immediately my reaction was like, oh, I'm going to beat this. I'll show this fucking thing wh- yeah. who's boss. Yeah, right. And right. I get up and I'm like, yes, he showed you. And then it was like the Hulk pounded me again into the pavement. Yeah. And I was able to get out again. But then eventually it's just like I got pounded so much, I realized, oh, this is what like it's like when things really go bad you yeah and when the world when you feel like the world's against you it was just i mean i'm willing to be vulnerable here but i can't go into like detail the the detail but even like some of the self-harm i did myself is just Mm. like like i I don't even want to talk about it you know it's just you don't have to it's just but i i want to at least allude to it to say like it was so rough that I was just out of control. And, yeah. and um, uh, again, like I didn't like cut myself, but, the, <laughs> right. but to that point of like, I, I could all of a sudden I understood people who cut themselves. Like instantly yeah. I got it because at least for me, like if I physically hurt myself, it, it, uh, how do I put it? It, um, Physical pain took away the emotional pain, and it was such a relief. Uh, well, because it was something to focus on. Oh, well, other not, than yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just that, but just it's like it, it, it feels good to not have the emotional pain. Yes, you do it with drinking and drugs and stuff too. It's like, oh, thank God! I just thank God my heart isn't, you know, crumbling yeah, right I'm now. Forgetting about it, right? And for anyone out there that. You know, like now that I've gone through this, mm-hmm. I'm just, first of all, I have way, and I, I recognize like <laughs> the one thing I keep reminding myself of is I, you know, for me, this started a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. but there's people that have had to live with this kind of oh, yeah, oppression yeah. Uh-huh. and darkness their whole lives. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, like I used to see those people as weak and now I just see them as the strongest people ever because- mm-hmm. You, it is so debilitating, and you have to be so. Um, you, you're there's days where you're just like, if if I make it through today, I've I'm a success. I've succeeded. Yeah, it's yeah. And that, you know, to know that there's people, and there's probably people listening right now that that's their life, and they are they have figured out ways to live with it they have figured out ways to you know um uh help themselves you know whatever and to those people i just want to say like god bless you keep going like you're incredible you are there were a few people i followed on instagram there's this one gal um i think her make daisy chains is her instagram Mm -hmm. name and she's got this she does this cartoon series called boring self-care um, where it's just like, if you're depressed, it's like, you know, I cleaned up my clothes today off the floor. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I went, 
I went to my doctor's appointment. Uh, mm. And when you're in those moments, encouragement from other people that are going through it is so helpful. Uh, because darkness is just... I, I've just never experienced anything like that. It really laid me out. It, 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 yeah. it, it, it Just that, like, that heaviness of feeling like... I just, I like when you've got a clear head and and you're yeah. like I can make plans I can like yep. check things off my list I can mm-hmm. you know get out of bed and then when that blanket kind of it's a really soggy wet heavy blanket and it covers you and yeah. and you're just like ah like I don't know I I I have so much appreciation for people and you know that 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 have to live with depression and have lived with it for a long, long time. Um, and I, I get at least a picture of it now. I know. Right. And in some ways, my, you got a taste of it. I got a taste of it. And in some ways now, my message to folks like me that are like, you know, like, uh, secure alpha white males, you know? Sure. Uh, yeah. Right, 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 right. Is man, get out ahead of it. Like, yeah, you've got, you know, go to the doctor, um, we can get into like what helped me in a bit, but yeah, like go to therapy. I used to see therapy as like, oh, okay, you know, that's for that's for weak people. I realized how like self righteous I was. I was just like, yeah, so full of myself uh, and cond- not condescending, but like really looking down on people. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't have described it this way, but I honestly like subconsciously just felt I was better than people. And then I went through that, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" Like, I'm just like I'm just like else. everyone else. Yeah. And there's, it's it's not like I don't know. I, I think this is especially per- pervasive in the startup space and in the bootstrapping space and in the you know what, why whatever community we're in, just to like make it sh- seem like you've got it all together and you're super confident and you know what you're doing. Yeah. And I think there's part of that that can be so destructive. Do you think, why do you think, well, uh, my assumption is, does this occur, do you think this occurred to you at this, at this exact time because of your, your transition to solopreneurship? Mm. Like, did it have, like, did it just, or is it just a coincidence that it happened roughly in the same time yeah. frame? Yeah, I think it's a stage of life thing. Um, okay. Because all of the bad habits I had when I was an employee, mm-hmm. I just brought into solopreneurship. <laughs> right. But the the things I've learned definitely apply to my business. Like, you know, um, me making a hundred things was yeah. irresponsible in a lot of ways, and wasn't. You know, it was me running away from stuff in my personal life. And, you know, one thing I've realized is like, oh, man, like, similar to you saying like, okay, I've got to face the music. Like, this is where, you know, and so, uh, like, full disclosure for me, I had my best year ever last year in terms of revenue. But the last six months, I did not work very much Mm -hmm. and basically just drained everything I'd saved up. Just like, you know, by the time January 1st came around, it was... There was this the, January first. This January first. Yeah, it was just yeah. like, I, I <laughs> yeah, 
I had, you know, there was days I could not, I, I'd go to the office for an hour, I'd read Reddit, and then I'd go home. And, yep. and that was, and again, I used to look down on those people like, you fucking weaklings. Like, yeah, right, come right, on, right. you know, lazy ass. And the shit ain't that hard. Come on. Yeah, I get it, man. I get it. And so now I've got to, and therapy's helped so much with this because so much of our problems are when we're in between our head, like in our head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're just, you know, we're going through things. And if you're like me, like late at night, sometimes I'll just like think about things for hours and hours and hours. One thing that's been helpful for therapy is you vocalize this to a professional. It's not yeah. like not your drinking buddy. It's yeah, not your right, significant right. other. It's mm-hmm. it's like this professional who's seen literally hundreds of people like you. Mm-hmm. And seriously, like there's some messed up shit that happened in my life. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm the only one. This only happened to me. Yep. And like, seriously, if this has happened to anyone else in the world, I'd be shocked. I would be shocked. And my therapist is like, oh, yeah, I've I've got lots of patients like you. I'm like, no way. (laughs) You're not a, you're not a, you're not an individual snowflake. Yeah. But even like, it's not like I thought I was special. I just thought, like, this is just so crazy. Like, there's no way people are dealing. How do people live? Like, how do they go to the grocery store, you know? Yeah. But to have a professional, like, I can say things out loud, and she'll go, okay, that thing you just said, mm-hmm. you should feel that. You absolutely should feel that way. You, uh, that is a, that is a, a completely uh, real feeling that people feel that you should feel. Mm. Now, that action you're thinking about doing because of that feeling, that is fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's wrong. <laughs> and, and to have someone who's a professional... Who's yeah. like, okay, let's look at this. I, sh- she can empathize completely with feelings. Um, by the way, I've also think I've realized that feelings are good. <laughs> yeah, right. But like, like instead of saying like "fuck your feelings," yeah, like I used to, th- which is a very male thing. I think I, uh, I just, I, yeah, I've definitely learned that over the years. Yeah, for sure. I used to feel like feelings were for the weak. You know, like, yeah, uh, the, yeah. I, I, I th- let's you. just get objective. Let's be rational. Yeah, it's logical. Yeah, and I felt like I was, and in reality, I became so objective that I was hyper subjective, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and so I've learned, and I'm going to actually link to this. Uh, I'll send you the link to these Dan Harmon tweets that, like, oh, I I, I listen to his podcast. Oh my god, I, yeah, I'm a huge Dan Harmon fan. As much as he stresses me out as a person, I still I still like what he has to say, and I don't know, it's it's not for everybody. Yeah. Well, yeah, huge fan. Yeah. yeah, I actually don't listen to his show, but he's got this tweet storm. and the About se- depression. The second one, yeah, is about, mm-hmm. uh, tr- he says, try to remind yourself over and over that feelings are real, but they aren't reality. Right. So it's like, example, you can feel like life means nothing. True feeling. Important yep. feeling. True that you feel it. But whether life has meaning, not up to us. Facts yeah. and feelings equal but different, and that just blew my mind. Yeah, it, and understanding that is so helpful. And so, um, spoiler alert: what really helped me was going to therapy. Um, and actually, we've got like twelve minutes left because I got to. Well, probably ten. <laughs> go to- ten minutes left because I got to go to my therapist. 
But I see her, like when things were bad, I saw her every week. Sometimes I would see her and then the day after I would call her and have a 30-minute session. Yeah. Uh, People ask how much it costs. It's a hundred bucks for like 50 minutes or whatever. Um, But free for you, no? No, it's not free. So I have to pay for it. And because I'm a solopreneur, so Canada, uh, healthcare in Canada covers most medical stuff, but it doesn't cover um, like counseling, therapy, or dentistry. That's a shame. Or Cairo. But um, it covers everything else. And so most solopreneurs either get additional insurance or they just pay out of pocket. I just pay out of pocket. Right. But that excuse that I used to make of, ah, it's too much money, whatever. Bullshit. Like, I, mm. it, it's like, if, if I have the money, if I, you know, like, yeah. you know, if, if all of a sudden I didn't have the money, I would just go down to 30 minute appointments and pay 50 bucks. You know, like it, mm-hmm. it is the best investment I've made. And I think, um, what my advice now to people is to start going to therapy now. Like, just go... Before it's a problem. Like, just go introduce yourself to a therapist, try a few out. So you have a a connection. When things do go get bad, you have someone you can go and talk to that you already have some rapport with. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's not weird to just, like, go through the phone book or, you know, I just Googled, like, online therapist or whatever. And... uh, and to talk to a few of them and then to say, hey, I just want to go to a session and just to create some rapport, uh, you know, maybe I'll go every, come every three months or something. And then, mm-hmm. you know, if I need, really need you, I'll have this relationship. Yeah. And now I go about every month probably. Okay. So it's getting better. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there'll be other seasons of my life, you know, sure. Um, my, sure. my parents will get old and I'll have yeah. to, you know, there'll be other things, but now I've got a one, something a, to turn to, right? Someone to turn to who's a professional. This is the thing I wish someone had told me is I just always felt like self-sufficient. And so I'm like, I'm fine. Yeah. Or I yeah. can talk to my friends or I can, you know, it, it, nothing. Now when people come to me with their problems, I listen but at the end, I always say, I think you should see a therapist because I'm not professional. Yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah, I, I can only give you so much. I can only give you so much. And to be honest, like, I, I'm i not trained in this. So yeah. you're, I don't see this every day. No. And I'm, yeah. I'm just going to look at it through my experience. And that's going to be, you know, in the same way that I think maybe you and I, like, we, we have people that email us and eventually you start to see patterns in their email like oh here's what i'm struggling with here's what i'm struggling with. yeah yeah business wise right <laughs> yeah and it's yeah. always the same and so because of that birds eye view we can go mm-hmm. okay you might not realize yeah. this but you're the same you're doing the same mistakes or the same things that all these other people are doing yeah so try this so try right? this and yeah. a therapist you know i don't know how they do it actually because <laughs> How do they sit in a room and listen to people like that would, I don't know. I was going to say, how does that not make them crazy? I know. They must smoke I, a lot of yeah. weed. That's the they only. Just like, they just have like, they can tune it out, you know, yeah. like when they're, they can, they can compartmentalize that part of their day to the. Yeah. And I mean, again, they're professionals. This is what they sure. do. It's and like it's, doctors. It's like, yeah. you know, like how can you see an, like, like a colonoscopy person? How do you like 
do six. I mean, sixteen colonoscopies a day at some places. Yeah. Like, how do you do that? Yeah. And then come home and like want to go eat a burger. Yes. Yes. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Like. Yeah. 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 How does it? How does it affect your life? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's been huge for me. Just. Just. Uh. Going to therapy and realizing mental health is a real thing. Yeah. And I think it is important for solopreneurs and business people to think about this because <laughs> honestly, like one thing I realized is like life is not all about fucking business. It's just not. Oh man, that's a hard one to hear. It's just not. And and I don't know, like I I almost got this like I would go home and I've got these four little people, human beings that I've helped yeah, create. Responsible. Yeah. And you know at for a time it was like work was so exciting yeah. that it just like I'd coming home it's like, oh, I gotta change a diaper or I gotta put these kids mm-hmm. to bed or um and uh coming uh, the the coming out of that depression you just reevaluate your life. You start going, holy shit. Like, yeah. what am I doing? Mm-hmm. And so one big change I made is I used to love being at the office. Like, I would, like, bike to the office early. I'd get here at, like, 7 or 8. I would stay here. Your own office. My own like, office, downtown, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I would, uh, I'd get here early, and I would stay till 7 or 8 at night. I just loved being here. And I felt... Yeah. Like, this is what I've got to do. Now, 2017 was hard. Mm -hmm. 2017, you know, all all of those things are true. But one thing I realized is I actually don't need to work as much as I think I do. Right. There's a lie in there. And the... Hustle. The hustle mentality. The hustle mentality. So annoying. Yeah. And I mean... You know, Gary V has figured out something that works for him, and you sure. always get the context when you talk to the family. And so, one thing that changed my viewpoint on him was I heard like his wife. He said she grew up with a dad that was basically doing what Gary's doing. She's used to mm. it. She's fine yeah. with it. She's you know that there is. I mean, who no, really knows? But right, it, fr- they're saying there's there's harmony here. Mm-hmm. And, um, but <laughs> for me, now what I do, and this is just a season, but now yeah. that I'm realizing life's not all about work, I wake up, I drive my kids to school, then I meet my wife for coffee before she goes to work, and usually we hang out till about 10. Mm-hmm. I get here like 10, 10.30, and then I usually pick my kids up at 3.00. And before, that would, like, give me so much anxiety. Right, because you felt like you should be there working and getting this pre- done. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I got, you know, and it, obviously, you need to put in the work. Yes, yes. for sure. And there's, there's still times now where I have to work on a weekend or whatever. But yeah. the truth it's is. It's a hobby for you, though, right? It, what's that? It's a hobby for you, though, right? What, the work? Do, do, yeah, tre- do you treat work like a hobby? Mm, I still treat it. I still treat it like like I and I do need to hustle in the sense of yeah. like I need to rebuild my business bank account. I need to I need to do some things. 
for sure. I need to do the work. But (laughs) I've recognized doing the work does not mean I'm at the office from 7 until 7 every day. Right. One bite at a time. Yeah. It's just, okay, what is the best use of my time? And, you know, okay, I'm going to focus on this. I'm just going to take this one thing. I like how you say, like, eating the elephant one bite at a time. I know you didn't come up with that, but it's just such a great metaphor for... And my dad, my dad pushed that down my throat. Yeah, I'm going to get out... Because I was really bad. I'm still bad at that. I still look at projects and huge... Like, I have to get it all done in a month. I mean, every time I do a Money Lab challenge, I... Something happens to me at the end of it. Yeah. I either... I either am in a bad place with Steph. Yeah. Right? I'm either I either get gout, which has happened twice. Yeah, I've uh, or I or I I get sick or or something happens because I I put all my energy and focus into one thing and really work you know twelve fourteen hours a day to get this challenge done and then at the end nothing happens and I'm just like ugh yeah you know and it's and instead it's like this podcast is just doing one episode at a time and not you know. This, I mean, obviously, we've been talking for a long time, but I've sp- I'm going to spend four hours on today's episode, putting it all together and stuff, and that's probably all I'm going to do for the rest of the day. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, and you know, and it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. The other thing, and I produced one big thing. Like I produced something important, you know. But it it when you're, I think it's very easy, and I don't know if this is, you know, where you are and where I am. Like I I tend like I have debt right now, so mm-hmm. like my everything in me is like you need to fucking hustle, you mm-hmm. need to get the, you need to pay off this debt, and I'm like. Or you have this time constraint that you kind of build into yourself. Like you is not you're not giving yourself a time constraint. It's kind of built into your life. Whereas mine, I don't have those obligations, so I do have to build those in. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, all right, well, if I only had four hours in a day, what am I going to do with those four hours? That's going to chip away at this thing. Not tonight, yeah. But over the course of three, six, twelve, two, three, four years, whatever. I, I need to do that, and I'm this my mantra for 2018, which I just came up with uh, like three days ago. Yeah, which is a little late. Is clean and consistent. Yeah, and that's sort of what I want to do every day: is do something, do it very clean, do it consistently, and work towards one, you know, goal or life or whatever thing. Mm-hmm. And as long as I do that, shit ends up paying off. It just doesn't pay off in a month. It might pay off in. Longer than that. Yeah. And that's okay. Totally. It's hard, though. It's hard when you're first starting out and you need that money. Because mm-hmm. whenever you're in that money crunch or like like that that need to feel like you need to be at the cool kid's table really quickly, you make really bad decisions. You work ridiculous hours. And a lot of those hours are spent doing bullshit. Yeah, you know? totally. Um, so I want to jump back and talk about the 100 Project Challenge. Yeah. That you did. Uh, and again, so I, I basically said all this before, but I was listening to your to your episode on Fizzle. Yeah. And, and I wanted to, as I was listening, I wanted to jump in and, and sort of like talk to you because you mentioned Jason Zook in the episode. Yeah. Who, who was my uh, business partner on two projects. Yeah. And I got the same advice in 2016, I think, mm. which was... Uh, you you had gotten two people with conflicting advice at the time you were like going on your own, right? And yeah. one of them was uh, Buckby, right? Was that his name? Yeah, yeah. Michael Buckby said, "Double down on marketing for developers." He Which said, is a 
which was that was a book you did it's a book and a course and yeah, okay uh, it was the reason i felt like i could go independent because it had i was working as a consultant mm-hmm. and i published it in 2015 it made sixty six thousand dollars and i thought hmm i mean if i could Damn. do this full-time maybe i could you know at least get to a hundred thousand and then that could be in revenue and yeah, then yeah. that would be you know probably enough to support my family um yeah. uh, you know after all my expenses were paid and stuff and so that was what had given me the assurance that i could do that but then i told you know i was talking to jason and i love jason a lot um yeah. and he was saying man you've got this thing in you that uh and his his assessment was correct um but he said, you know, you've got this thing in you that is able to kind of do a lot of things, and maybe you should do that. Maybe mm-hmm. you should go back and start doing that again. And so that was the tension. Yeah. Yeah, he he saw the same thing in me because he gave mm-hmm. me the exact same advice. And I think he sees himself in others and yeah. goes, oh, my God, like if if only you – did these crazy projects like me you would see so much success yes and he sees that and like and we he he was one of those people i was introduced to him because of my friend omar was like he was friends with jason and he knew me and he was like you guys are the fucking same person <laughs> like yeah. or like and, at least in the business sense like we had the same yeah uh you know opinions about everything and the same mindset and so we immediately just started i think he was on my he was on Driven. I did a podcast for like eight episodes. And I think that's somewhere where we like officially met. And then we just started having conversations after that on Skype for fun. And then yeah. he was like, let's, let's do something and, and let's like mm-hmm. let's build a project. And like I kept telling him about Money Lab. He's like, you got to do it. You got to do all these projects. And yeah. I, and when you, when you had mentioned that, I was like, oh, and, and you mentioned the 100 project thing and then you mentioned where you got the idea from and I'm like, oh, no shit. <laughs> like, it's, like, uh, of course, right? And it's no knock on Jason. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't want to, um, mm-hmm. like, it's not, I'm not, like, throwing him under the bus because he did all those things and saw success. Yeah. We, I'm sure, like, like we saw success too, right? Yeah. Doing those things and it's, and it's harder to measure because it was just, there was so much to do. Yeah, I mean, let's unpack it a bit. Yeah. So, the on on one hand, there are certain people that have that that I mean, people have different strengths, and so yeah, you know, I I get advice from Ruben Gamez all the time. He's the founder of BidSketch, and he's like, his superpower is long term focus on one thing for a long time like yeah. he can just he yeah. gets on the road and he just builds it builds it builds it builds it builds it and then he that's it and he says mm-hmm. no to every idea that enters in his head I wish. like <laughs> all, all the time yeah yeah and there is something i can learn from that but on the other hand um you know there is part of me that's good at that stuff. There's part of me that's good at, you know, having an idea, um, getting it up and running really quickly, getting mm-hmm. some excitement around mm-hmm. it. And um, th- I think what Jason recognized in me was positive and was correct. It's just the the way I channeled it was not healthy. 
And you went to the extreme with it. I went to the extreme, and there was really no plan. That's what I figured out. Right. At the end, it was, I, you know, uh, I'm just going to do this, and I'm going to... It was going like, to be fun, right? It's going to be That's fun. The, right. Yeah. And, and it was also, again, me running away from a bunch of things. Yep. And so... And listen, people get into this same pattern, whether they're focused on one thing or a hundred things. Mm-hmm. They, they start working on something... And they do it because, you know, they're interested or whatever. But they don't start by saying, okay, wait, hold up. What do I want? Like, where, what do I, what am I trying to achieve here? Mm -hmm. And being really honest with it. Now, part of what I wanted to achieve is, and I think I shared this on Fizzle too, I'd been going to this conference, XOXO. Yeah, yeah. Just full of, like, incredible artists and designers and... And I just felt like the marketing schmuck there. Like, ah, oh, like i embarrassed <laughs> yeah. to say, uh-huh. you know, people are like, you know, I make, I make, you know, eclectic synth pop. What do you do? And I'm like, uh, I market. I, I'm a, I, I I'm tell a mar- people that that'll never sell. Yeah, I'm a marketer. And, yeah. And, yeah, I hate and, that too. And almost like a marketer was like, I'm, and I'm thinking, I'm cooler than this. Like, I could right. do something mm-hmm. cooler, you know? And, and so... I thought I could expand my audience, right? Software developers, that's... No, no, no. Software developers, startups, solopreneurs, no way. I'm going to expand this out to artists and musicians and creators. I'm going to jump on this whole maker movement. I'm going to, you know, make a platform for all these folks. And, And when I if I was honest about what I wanted is I wanted people to like me. I wanted people to respect me. I wanted, um, to be popular. I, you know, so my motivation, what was driving it was flawed. Yeah. Uh, I think Jason's assessment of the kind of person I am was correct. And I think what Michael Buckby saw was, wait a second, you're, you've got something here and you're going to, you're going to move on. Don't do that. Yeah. And I think if I had really, I mean, and maybe if I had been in therapy, I would have figured this out, uh, (laughs) is is if I had looked at what is your true motivation here? And I wouldn't listen to anyone that questioned me. Like, people were like, "Uh, like, what what are you getting at here? And I'd be like, oh, no, I want this to be a business. Like, this, I'm a good business person. This is a good business. I, mm-hmm, I, I've mm-hmm. got, I have my degree in business, motherfucker. Like, yeah, it's, it is business. Like, listen, I know what I'm doing, okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, again, ego, it just, it's the enemy because yeah. I just, I puffed myself up so much. And, unfortunately, that project gave me what I wanted. I got a bunch of attention. Mm-hmm. I got to do all these crazy ideas. I, you know, I, in a sense, I did create a movement. It was, you know, there were people that came on board and, you know, I got the things I wanted until, you know, January, February, March, April, May, June, look at the bank account and I go, oh my God, like none of this is making money. I've tried everything. I've, Mm -hmm. I've, I've done Kickstarters and I've done, uh, you know, uh, podcast advertising and I've sold this and I've done this and... And, um, wow, it turns out if, if you're just running around uh, seeking other people's approval, that's not a business. <laughs> no, it's not. No, 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 no. Yeah. 
and is and it's a recipe for, for burnout mm-hmm. because yes because you know yeah because you're and actually i'm actually so glad we're talking about this because i think you and i may have uh falsely led some people to think that this is a great business plan <laughs> and i i think we're both united in saying like no no it's an awful business plan. it's an awful business plan <laughs> Yeah. Not that there wasn't some elements of that that are really great, like working in public, uh, setting a public challenge and saying, here's what I'm going to oh, do, yeah. here's totally. the results, yeah. uh, transparency, uh, you know, all of those things are, uh, those, those can be positive. They're, good bypro- they're byproducts, though. That's right. And as long as you're leading to something, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of, where does this actually lead up? And... You know, um, like I looked at that that rap CD you did, and yeah. to me, I was like, "That is the best project. I love that." It was just, and but I can also see, like, hmm, I wonder if, how much money that would make. <laughs> yeah, and, and I did s- not make any money from it. <laughs> so the, you know, we we got what we saw. We, we got some of what we set out to do, which was attention. Yeah, yeah. and. Attention is a currency. It can be. I mean, I just got introduced on stage at MicroConf, and yep. what people talk about is, oh, here's the guy that did all the crazy shit. Yeah. So yeah, it gives you a moniker for sure. Sure, it gives you something. But would I recommend it as a as a business strategy? What would you recommend it as a business strategy? No. Uh, no. Oh, but here's here's where it is a strategy though. Um, it has. So I've been doing the Money Lab stuff for I think it's been two years now, and I've and I've definitely slowed down on the number of t- I've actually kind of moved more away from challenges like thirty day like like day challenges to more of like experiments like long term experiments. Mm-hmm. Um, every single one of those events has taught me something about myself and my business yeah. and just what I want, what I don't want, what I hate, what I don't hate what I realize I could do for the rest of my life, what I think, oh, I could do that for the rest of my life, but fuck doing that for the rest of my life sort yeah. of thing. And um, so it was funny when the rap album came out, like I was, that was probably the most fun I had mm-hmm. because I was, because I had done that, I had done rap albums for fun my whole life or at least, yeah. at least like from high school on, right? Yeah. So I, I've, you know, I made an album for my friend's wedding and yeah. had it like shrink wrapped and given out as like a gift to all the people who attended the wedding and it was all songs about them. But it yeah. was all like heavily like vulgar and <laughs> sexual and it was just like, it was wrong, but I dressed it and I was like, that was the fucking coolest side made no money it was just for fun i did an album uh for, with my friends in, the, in my my dad owns a recording studio in new jersey and so like we in my where i grew up in my basement and so like i had access to this you know awesome studio space and so we recorded an album for complete like we're talking about like putting balls in each other's mouths and and like you know teabagging each other and shit like weird shit like that but like but but the, but the irony was like it was well written well written music and well written lyrics just insane and that was sort of our thing like our lyrics made no sense but at least they were like tight and well written right and that was our that was the joke and we found that fun and so this album had all of those pieces to it and i i was telling steph the other day like when i when i think about doing that album i went 
I had to kind of like I just wanted to do do a fun thing. Yeah. But I had to go in with a a mindset like, oh, I'm going to prove that anybody can make money on the internet doing anything, and that was sort of like artists can make money too. And I went in with that mon like that that uh, theme. And it turns out, like, one, I don't care if I teach – if I'm the inspiration to musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't. I, I made an album, but I did everything. I wrote all the music from scratch. Mm-hmm. I did all the, all the editing, the vocal. Like, I did – and the, I designed the landing page. I filmed the videos. I edited the – I did everything. Yeah. And not every artist can do that. And so I – like – the projects like that I found fun, but they're also incredibly stressful. Yes. Yeah. And this is a thought I had <clears throat> while we've been talking is the importance of balancing chaos and order in your business and in your life. And mm-hmm. so, like, these crazy projects are chaotic. Yeah. And I love that stuff. Like, I just love that chaos of like, I'm going to throw myself into something I've never done before. Yeah. I'm going to do this from start to finish. I'm going to create a story around it. I just love it. It's building. It's art. It's, it's, yeah. it's got every piece of the puzzle. Yeah, it's so fun. And it's so much fun, yeah. But, and that you do need some of that in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People who are too safe all the time, uh, they don't make progress either. They, they sure. make, they, they're when they're always too scared or not ready or whatever, that that's a fault too. Yeah. But 100%. in between these two, you know, opposing tensions is this idea of like, I'm going to have some chaos in my life, but I'm going to mm. make sure there's some balance. So mm. instead of working on a hundred projects in a year, I'm going to work on maybe three or four. Sure. Right. Which is still a lot too. Still a lot, but at least now I can have a season of this yeah. and then I can have a season of that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try this out and it's going to be new and it's going to be greenfield and it's going to be a risk, but then I'm going to go back to this thing that I know and I'm going to do that and have some mm-hmm. stability. And so yeah. right now for me in my business, the way that looks is, uh, I have a notepad, and every day I open it up, so there's one side, you know, left and right side. On the left mm-hmm. side, I write Mega Maker, and that's what brings in the money, right? Okay. That's yeah. where I earn my income. That's what feeds my kids. And mm-hmm. that's basically marketing for developers. I'm working on this new thing, product validation checklist, uh, tiny marketing wins, like all of the kinds of things I've done under that brand. Yep. Um, and a lot of it now is just me, like, improving those things, uh, relaunching them. It's very, it's much more, um, oh, uh, consulting calls. You know, I'm doing a lot yeah. more of those. And it's just, it's very balanced. It's like, okay, I know I've got a call with this person at this time. They pay $550. They get, you know, a, an hour of my time plus some follow-up. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's helpful. Mm-hmm. And uh, I should probably do more of that. I don't, like, the business needs to make more money. <laughs> I should probably be focused more on that. But Probably, but you clearly don't, like, want to, right? It's, yeah. Or, or it's not like, you'll do it. It's fine. Yeah. But it can, it, it's making money, so it's, like... Yeah. 
I need to. Yeah. I do need to do more of it. But there, that that's the that is the order. That's like yeah. okay. That's repeatable. I know. Consistent. I can consistent. You know, it's safe. Safe. And again, I, I don't want to paint a picture. I'm trying to be as vulnerable as I can to say, you know, I do need to work on that. That 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 business yeah. needs to be better for me and my family. Mm-hmm. But the chaos this year is transistor. That's right. the other side of my notepad. And so, you know, every day I wake up, I go, okay, I've got order and I've got chaos. What am I going to do today that's going to keep order in my life? Okay, mm. well, I've got to email this person. Yep. I've got to, I know I don't want to open up more coaching spots, but I got to open up another spot. I know I don't want to email that person back, but I've got to do that. Uh, I know I don't really want to work on this thing because Transistor is so much more exciting. But oh, of course, yeah, I'm, it's the fun part. I want, I've got to do it. So yep. that's you know that's the order. But then the chaos is like, oh wow, this thing over here, it's mm-hmm. new, it's fun. There's a billion thing, directions we could go. Um, you know, it's the one that's getting all the attention. It's the one people yep. want to talk about. Great, but you're balancing that. I'm trying to. I'm not. Trying. I'm not. Okay, right. I'm not saying I'm perfect in this, but at least there's that that mental model. Yeah. Of whereas before it was like Mega Maker. It's just a hundred things. I'm crazy. Watch me be crazy. Yeah, and right. as, and you know it was entertaining for people. Sure. Yeah. But that's not. Um, that's too much chaos, and it goes into your personal life. It goes into your relationships with your friends and your significant other and your kids and Mm -hmm. it that's the part people don't see right they just see you know they just see the the fun crazy parts and the story and the work ethic too like oh you're a machine yeah yeah and and again people like us eat that up because it's so affirming it's like oh yeah yeah, i'm the machine yeah you you know (laughs) i like that yeah Uh, where you know it just like uh, someone saying like, "Oh, you're so balanced. You're you're so like just relaxed and cool and just you, man. You just seem like you have a real like just nice simple life." Yeah, you, you know, figured it out. You've, you you got it all. Yeah, but the, I, I guess that could be a positive or a negative. But you know, sure. No, the um, Kanye West gets the headlines, but. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of someone who's got a more boring life, like uh, Jack Johnson. I don't know. He, sure. He, you know, yeah. like like there's some people that are playing guitar in Hawaii and are just good yeah, dads. Toes. Yeah. yeah, and they're just making good, healthy breakfast. And, you know, uh-huh. um, they look at Twitter once a month. And then there's, you know, the opposite, which is mm-hmm. chaos. Yeah. And uh, I think... I think the 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 sweet spot is in the middle, and the yeah. mistake we made is we just launched way too much onto the chaos side without saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, hold on." Yeah. Rule number one: we've got to balance. We got to have balance. I I mm-hmm. can't be crazy and have my head unglued all the time. Yeah. I've got to have some grounding. I've got to go to the gym or have a walk or. Just turn off a screen and breathe ten times with my eyes closed, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, let's just do that. And then let's also ask, what do I want? Mm-hmm. And be honest about it. And then take that to its logical conclusion. So, Yeah, like, and, we- and I said money is for me. I'm always like, I want money. 
but mm-hmm. I don't want money. I don't. Uh, it's hard for me because it's like I. They're like, oh, how would? What about five hundred thousand? I'm like, five hundred thousand dollars a year would just would just make me more comfortable to do weirder things. It's not like yeah. I am. It's not like I'm going to buy a bigger house or or buy buy a Tesla. Although I'm going to probably buy a Tesla, but like I'm not going to. It's not that I. The goal is money. It's just that I know that more money I have, the more comfortable and i'm not in that position of like stress and strain and so if i do want to make another rap album or an out like i have a new another idea for like an 80s uh soundtrack album yeah uh, like like i can do that because i have the balance side of it i have the five hundred thousand dollars and i don't have to worry about that kind of shit anymore sure sure so that's actually a great way to put this because to me i would love to have Derek sivers life where he's made his money, he sold CD yep. Baby, and now he gets to write, he gets to... Like, I would love to write for my audience and not have to think, like, eventually I need to sell something to these people. Yeah, right, right, Like, right. just be able to say, you know what, I just want to write this article, and I don't care if it gets to the top of yeah. Hacker News or, you know, Medium. I Like, I don't care. I just want to write this because it's meaningful. But... We yeah. can reverse engineer how Derek got there. <laughs> and he didn't get there by, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the way he got there is he built a business. Yeah. And so. Like a real one with like a warehouse and shit. Yes. And so. And obviously we know what worked for him is not going to work for us. Mm-hmm. And so we can say, okay, what are the principles that are timeless? And some of like, uh, you know, Derek teaches like. Focus on the customer. Figure mm-hmm. out what do they really want and give it to them. Give them crazy customer service. Um, you know, find something that you know. He he talks about how he was a musician forever and no one wanted to li- listen to his music. And then he did the CD baby thing, and all of a sudden yeah. it felt like he'd written a hit song. It was like, yeah. oh, people like this, and he doubled down on it. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's what got him where he he is. And so I, I think there's some instructive pieces in going, okay, what do I want? Okay, I want to live like Derek Savers. Okay, well, how did he get there? Yeah. Oh, it wasn't, he didn't, he didn't get there as an artist. <laughs> he no. didn't get there as, he got there focusing on these principles, mm-hmm. doing these things, some of which we can replicate, some of which we can't. But it's, it, it would be silly to say, well, you know, look at Derek now. He gets to travel the world and write about, you know, this. I'm going to do yeah. that. It's like, no, yeah. no, no, no. You can't do what he's doing now. You got to do what got him there. Right. I uh, think it's just funny that, like, and again, like, me, you, and Jason, who have all kind of went down this path of crazy doing a bunch of projects, silly and not silly, mm-hmm. uh, we've all sort of come to this place of, I'm tired of having all of these plates spinning in all different rooms. Yeah. And I'm going to start consolidating. I'm going to take a look at all of those things that have worked for me in those projects and start to put them all under one roof. Yeah. And, and, and even though we still have spinning plates, as my metaphor continues, yeah. w- they're at least all in one room now. So I know um, like you had you taken a lot of your projects and, and, and kind of like – house them under the Mega Maker brand. So yeah. at least in your mind, you can compartmentalize, 
oh, you know, all those things that did work it, with those 100 products are now over here. Yeah. And they're on that one side of the piece of paper. Yeah. And then you can start, you know, you can start one other project. It's on the other side of the paper. If you wanted to start a third one, you know, you can either make sure these two are doing well and you have time for a third mm. or one of them fails and you replace it with a new thing, right? Yeah. And, and I can see – and just from the outside looking in, I, I haven't talked to Jason. I talked to Jason before he kind of went down this path and I haven't talked to him while he was in it because I feel like he's really busy right now and I don't want to be like, yo, jump on Skype for an hour. <laughs> uh, but he's, he's taking all of his projects – and housing them under one roof with his wife, and actually, his wife, him and his wife, are combining email lists, and and it's like mm-hmm. really getting super focused. Yeah. And for me, I I'm doing. I took all the projects that made sense and put them under the Money Lab umbrella. Yeah. And said okay, like, and I did have business partners. Like, I had a business partner. Well, well, Jason and I did Spruce together, and I walked away from that because it was just incredibly stressful. But yeah. he was able to take that and put it underneath his new brand. Yeah. And where where I could have done that too, but I just <laughs> – it was just way too stressful. And and partnerships really don't jibe with me even though I've been through so many of them. Yeah. But there's um, – and then – uh, you know, he took to get sponsorships, which we did together, and he put that under his roof. And I've taken Ernest, which is my plugin, which I did have a partner with who I recently bought out. And, and I'm now, now that's under Money Lab instead of its own brand, right? Yeah. It used to be its own website, its own thing. And I'm like, well, now that I don't have a partner, it just makes sense that it lives under Money Lab. Even for just my own sanity of. I know where this lives, and I yeah. know that if I like when I spend time on Money Lab, it's Ernest and SEO for bloggers and all these little projects. They're all kind of under one umbrella. So this podcast is my way of promoting the the whole lot, yeah. Instead of you know individually, which makes it like it's like taking ten projects and sort of distilling it down into one project. Yeah, um, it's like a blended whiskey, right? And so yeah. I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then, like for me, you're like you have the mic, maker, uh, mega maker is your stability. I've I've come to the conclusion, and, and this is recently, Swim University. Mm-hmm. As much as I that is my that is where I make my money. Yeah, I used to treat Swim University as one brand under my Ace Media company. Like I actually have an LLC here in Colorado, and it's like, okay, you know, Roasty Brew Cabin, Swim University, and Money Lab are all these individual brands. Yeah. And I, that's how I would categorize it in QuickBooks. Yeah. And then I realized, actually, no. Ace Media, fuck it, because it's just a name. It's just a label. Yeah. Really, it's Swim University pays for everything else. Yeah. So Swim University is the main engine. So if I go and buy hosting... It better cover Swim U first. Yeah. And if, it, and if it also covers Roasty, who cares? It's classified under Swim U. So, and it's one of those things. Like, you, like, you know, you should work on, you know, Mega Maker more. Mm-hmm. I should develop a video course for pool owners, and I'd make yeah. way more money. I should go through all my blog posts and make sure they're well monetized and not under monetized. You know, I, I should be promoting... Uh, the site on Pinterest and Twitter and Facebook and all the things and, yeah. e- and email outreach. I'm not doing any of those things, but it's there and I can look at it like, okay, that's one business. Yeah. And then Money Lab is another. And Brew Cabin is sort of my third business because I, I, I mean, I haven't made this official yet and it's not official, but Roasty has, is, 
I'm selling it. Okay. So uh, it's so it's I'm no longer thinking of it as part of my ecosystem. I now have three things. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean yeah, the, and but that's the idea is you look at and you go okay, how am I going to balance this? You know, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and and honestly, like if if I feel like Mega Maker's not paying the bills anymore, and you know, uh, I'm like okay, well maybe I'll go get a job, and on that'll be my stability. Yeah. But I I recognize the need for there's got to be some order in order for me to try this new crazy thing, which is Transistor. And I feel like I needed both. Like, I definitely, even, like, mental health-wise... Sure. uh, The way I I would like to tell the story about Transistor is that John came to me and said, you know, hey, I built this thing. Do you want to be my co-founder? But it was... (laughs) The reality is he came to me and he said, hey, I built this little thing. And I'm like, John, you got to let me in. Yeah. (laughs) You got... You got... I need this, John. And... um, uh, and actually, talking about balancing chaos and order, that's one thing that's become very clear as I've partnered up with him mm-hmm. is, and again, this marriage between him and I, this has just started. We're in the yeah. total honeymoon. Uh, yep. listen, listen to this episode again in six months, <laughs> yeah. 12 months, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but let me enjoy this moment. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, there's clearly a... Uh, a big difference between him and I. He is definitely more of the order, and I am definitely more of the chaos, and mm-hmm. there's a nice balance there. And I think, again, in terms of mental health and everything else, uh, that's been a huge, huge thing to see, like, oh, wow, he is way better at a lot of things that I just suck at. Yeah. And I've been trying to do some of those things, and I can see how it's been holding me back. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think it always needs to be a partnership. I think it, it can be hiring a contractor. I think it, it can be, right. you know, uh, partnering up for short periods of time. It could yeah. be like just hosting a podcast with someone else. Yeah. but I've done all of those things. <laughs> well, well, and but having someone else is uh, important. It's so important. And, I, you know, and I, we, I, we need to dispel this myth that it's just the... The autonomous, you know, solopreneur. Solopreneur. It's like indie solidarity. I only do things myself. Yeah. It's not not real. And so if you feel like that, uh, just wake up. It's not real. You are going to need help. You need to figure out how you can do this with other people. Uh, It's, you know, that is is in itself such a, I mean, again, that's, we, there's a lot of topics here that could literally be their own show because um, I have friends who are like they're struggling because they're hustling so much and they don't have time for their family. I'm like, delegate. Mm-hmm. I can't delegate. Yes, you can because I used to say the same shit. Yeah. I said the same shit. I'm like, who else in the world is going to be able to write about pool care in my hu- tone and humor? No yeah. one. And it's like, and it took me, uh, you know, probably four or five writers before I found um, Michelle, who's my editor in chief, who is. To, to even though she's a contractor, she's she's full time in my brain because yep. she's you know she she works on all three of my sites, and she has her own team of writers, and she is a partner. She is, uh, she's not she doesn't have equity, but she, her, I I get on Slack with her and on Skype 
Yeah. And I say, what the fuck do I do? Yeah. <laughs> we're like, what should, yeah. what should we do? And she's like, yeah. this. And I'm like, oh, all right, cool. Let's do that. And we're, or we're like, hash something out like a business partner. Yeah. You know? Um, and that that was super helpful. I mean, that's really the only reason Swim University is still alive and kicking today is because she she adds the consistency layer that I can't add to my businesses. Mm-hmm. And and that's sort of, again, like going back to my, my mantra that's pretty fucking new, uh, is, you know, that's clean and consistent piece, which is I'd have these three projects, and as long as I am doing something clean and consistent on all three, they will all grow at their own speeds, and I don't have to, you know, like, I don't have to, fucking drive myself crazy with you know doing stunts and mm-hmm. you know these big things like this podcast is an example of slowly doing something that's consistent that is a marketing channel mm-hmm. and with swim university it's publishing an article every week targeting a specific term for seo mm-hmm. and for brew cabin it's the same exact model and so all three are very clean websites and they're all doing something, some consistent marketing channel. And it's just, it's, it makes my life a lot easier, but less fun. Yeah. And I I think that's where the balance comes in. And so Mm -hmm. this is an interesting year for you and I, because I think there's this stunts are fun. Mm -hmm. They do like my, I think my bio on Twitter says internet stunt man. And yeah. Um, and I was actually thinking of changing it to, I don't know why bios are so important to me. I, I actually think about them quite a bit. Cause I, oh, yeah. I, I spent a long time on mine. I, I just want to think, what is yours? Mine is like website wizard, video veteran, podcast producer, and alliteration addict. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because you, you're thinking about how am I presenting myself to the world. Mm-hmm. And some of that matters, but the the thing I'm... I'm I'm trying to like get back to is at the end of the day who am I helping how do they need to be helped how can I help them what are some practical things I can do to help them and really uh <laughs> ego's the enemy like the more yeah. I focus on myself the more distracted I get and so like for you one thing you need to do is go okay who is actually buying SEO for bloggers? I need to reach out to those people. I need to talk to them. I need to listen, more importantly, to them. What's mm-hmm. going on in your life that brought you to SEO for bloggers? And then, you know, Hank from Wisconsin says, uh, I don't want to generalize Wisconsin. I'm Canadian. No. I, that's just what But Hank's there. Yeah, <laughs> Hank's he's there. Uh, You know, he's, he's like, he tells you his story. You know, I, I was working in a garage and I... Realized that I wasn't going to pay the bills anymore, so I started this blog about car parts, and holy crap, it took off, but now I just need something that'll get me to the next level. Well, yeah. that means Hank's your customer. That right. means, you know, other people are not your customer, that's your customer. My customer, you know, the, the person I want to be my customer is like... Mike Herrera from MXPX, the band. Like yeah. I've interviewed him. I posted on my podcast. It was interesting to some of my audience, but it didn't get as much traction as a lot of my other episodes. And my, I feel uh, like, it, and it, you you probably thought it would, right? Yeah, I thought. Well, this is this is awesome. This is amazing. Like, what? Who wouldn't want to hear about this? But the truth well, is, I, I mean, it's funny. Yeah, because I my friend just asked me on. He just texted me while 
uh, we had our break, and he was like, "What's your?" F-? He's like, "Is Newfound Glory your favorite band of all time, or are they in your top five? And I'm like, "I don't know, maybe top five. And I'm like, "If I could interview Jordan or somebody from Newfound Glory on Money Lab, like I've won, yeah, you know, to my audience, they're like, "Who the fuck is this? And who cares? Yeah, I'm who like, cares? To me, it's 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 huge." Yeah, and again, we can balance that. Like, we can have some of that chaos in our mix. Yeah, you can make a rap album here and there. Yeah, here and there. But who's the bread and butter? Well, for me, Mm -hmm. it's software developers. It's product people. It's people that want to build software businesses. It's people who have built software businesses. Yeah. That's my market. And so... I. And that was kind of Buckby's. That was what he was warning. He's like, "Hey, don't veer too far. <laughs> like, you you think like those people are your audience? Like, just this is your audience. Yeah. And maybe that'll transition over time. Maybe it'll slowly become something else. But or you'll get another different audience. Or maybe someone else will come around. But yeah, you you have to be. You really do need to think about like, okay, what do I want? Mm-hmm. That's number one. And then you kind of like really try to push your ego down and go, okay, who am I going to serve? Mm -hmm. Okay. What do they want? Where do they want to go? And can I help them? And if I can, how am I going to help them? That's really all that matters. Those are like the fundamentals of business. And I don't know why I keep getting distracted from that, but you know, yeah, I do too. It, that's what I need to stay focused on. Uh, especially now as I'm rebuilding, I, I really need to, like in the dark moments uh, of, you know, um, I'm, I'm working away on this product validation checklist and I'm thinking, this is stupid. It's taking longer than it should. Mm-hmm. It probably won't sell. Crap, if it doesn't sell, that really screws me because I really need that money to come in. And, mm-hmm. oh, God, uh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Um, in those moments, what I need to do is say, okay, who am I serving? What do they want? How am I going to help them get there? And then go out and actually talk to them and listen and make sure I'm on the right track. And so, you know, one thing I did is I just, I was working on this thing and I'm like, okay, you know, one thing that would, I'm like 25% done. I'm just going to open up early access now. Yeah. I'll sell 20 spots. And then I'll get, I'll know, I'll know, first of all, if I've got enough marketing pull that people, you know, are resonating with the message mm-hmm. and then I'll get people actually using it and telling me if it's helpful or not. Yeah. And so, you know, I did it and all 20 spots sold out. Thank God. Seriously. Yeah. If they, if, they, if those <laughs> hadn't sold out, I would have been like, and then I opened up another 20 and those sold out. I'm like, Oh God, thank you. I, I maybe I'm done. Like I honestly, like. I have yeah. that nervousness all the time of like, okay, it's just those 40 people. But that, and not all my projects work like this. Sometimes you, mm-hmm. you open it up and it's like, oh man, okay, that didn't work. But in those times, what can I do? I just got to come back to the basics again. Okay, take a deep breath. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going gonna, I'm not, I'm not to go make an, a rap album. Right. I, I wanted that to burned st- your list, if anything. I wanted to start a fake band called Higher Than Hobbits. This was on my 100 list, and I never got around to it. That was going to be a stoner metal band, but it was going to be the first open-sourced band in the world where I was going to find a guy over here, he was going to write a riff, and then I was, you know, it was... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it, and it would have been a cool project, but stupid. Justin, what are you right. thinking? Like, there's no... Well, a fun hobby, right? A fun, fun side hobby. Fun hobby, exactly, but... Come on. And 
just staying like business is serious. I, I, yeah. Like you have to, who are you serving? What do they want? How are you going to get mm-hmm. them there? What can they pay you? Are they paying you? That's what we need to be focused on. And everything else is kind of a distraction. Yeah. Um, except for the, the times where you're like, oh, I'm going to go try this chaotic thing. And some of those little bets pay off. You need to keep doing those too. Right. Um, That's the equal odds rule, right? Of like, yeah. Just keep chipping away. At, you know, keep throwing enough shit at the wall. Something's bound to stick sort of thing. Yeah. And hopefully we're doing it smarter now. Like hopefully we're looking at a group of people. I am. And I we're know saying, that. I mean, yeah. yeah. And saying, okay, you know, I'm not going to just throw whatever at them. I've done this enough times that I know. <laughs> I mean, that was the lesson uh, I learned with Mega Maker. Six months in, I'm like, wow, I threw a lot of stuff up against the wall. Hmm. Yeah. Not great results. Why don't I go back to what I know, <laughs> which is product marketing for mm-hmm. software companies? Yeah. I wrote Jolt. I wanted to write it in a month, but I wrote it in two. Did that. All of a sudden, I'm making money again because I, I, yeah. I went back to here's, here's an audience I know. Here's, I know what they need. An audience you have, too, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's and the so, thing, like, yeah, well, go ahead. No, I, no yeah, that, that, I still get distracted all the time. But that's what I'm trying to come back to is, and at, even asking my audience in their own words to describe who they are. You know, I'll show mm-hmm. them a landing page and they'll be like, you know, ah, that doesn't really fit how I see myself. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I better switch that up or, sure. you know, that, so, uh, yeah, I, I think there's something there of balancing those two extremes, keep going forward, going back to fundamentals, really thinking about what you want. Mm-hmm. So helpful. Yeah. Should we wrap this up, you think? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, <laughs> we talk quite a bit. I, I mean, I can, uh, I can always come back another time. And, yeah, uh, I think we have to. Uh, and I'm, like, I'm sitting here deciding whether this needs to be one or two episodes. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> uh, I'll probably make it one because I feel like we definitely covered uh, pros and cons mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and mental health and, and all of that. Uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be long, but you know, I was trying to keep things to an hour and then I sort of lost track of time. <laughs> what are you going to th- do? I think, I think we're in like hour two or three now. We might be, I, yeah. I you know, I'll maybe some editing. There's some, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, well, I don't really like to edit too much, but yeah, I think one thing for both of us to think about aside from the fundamentals we just talked about mm-hmm. is yes, Stunts and stunt marketing is a thing, and it is a little bit of a superpower. Yep. But maybe, and I think especially with this show, one thing that is sorely needed is real vulnerability. And from what I've heard so far on the show, um, again, especially your episode with Steph, it just felt like, oh, finally, I'm getting the real Matt. I'm getting the yeah. real here's oh I see now I see what's behind the curtain and we think that you know I mean there's definitely some people that just want us on a pe- pedestal mm-hmm. uh, but there's a lot of folks that just want to know no I just want to know what it's really like I want right. to know that I'm not alone I want to know yep. that I'm not the only one that feels this mm-hmm. I, I I don't I definitely don't want to feel like 
I followed Matt because he seems like such a cool guy and he's got such a great business, only to discover that, wait, that's not all it was. You know, he wasn't presenting <laughs> right. the whole yeah. picture. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think vulnerability is also a superpower. Mm-hmm. And it's almost exactly what the world needs right now. I think we're tired of, you know, the the glitz. I think we're tired of perfect people doing perfect things. There's just a bunch of regular people, same as you and I, and they're like, okay, just give me a clear picture yeah. of what this is like. And yeah. uh, the pros, the cons, the real stuff I don't talk about publicly, the real stuff I don't want to admit, but I'll admit it right now. Here we go. Like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's balance there too. There's some things I'm never going to reveal, but I think that's something you and I can think about in 2018 is okay, let's give people the real picture. Let's give people the real stuff. And Yeah, and and not this braggadocious bullshit that we've kind yeah. of been fed for the last you know, since this self-employed movement sort of started. Exactly. And, I mean, like I said, some people have already won that. Like, Gary V has won. We we can't... <laughs> right. We can't beat him at that game. And so... Um, and he's already starting to move on to vulnerability and mental health. And, like, it's like, mm-hmm. he... You know, he's seeing the transition, too. So... I think there's something about that of, okay, no, real real life here, folks, real picture. Uh, it's not like when Pat Flynn started his blog and it worked, looked like this. It's it different. It's a hockey stick, yeah. Yeah, it's different now. It's, di- mm-hmm. and it's 2018, things have changed, and we'll, we're going to tell you what's really going on, and we're also going to tell you maybe how we're going to get out of it. Yeah, and that it's okay. Yeah, Look, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It'd be, you know, I, I retweeted the other day. I think it was, oh, now I can't remember his name. Uh, but it, it was just simply like, not everyone needs to be an entrepreneur. It's so true. Yeah. And, oh, I said that. I, I think I said that with Steph. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's hard for me to say that because most people was like, anyone can do it. You know, everyone's creative in their own way. Mm-hmm. And I just don't believe that. And I, and I also don't want people, to, like the people who are listening to this show, are not in that crowd because they're listening to the show already. Mm-hmm. But sometimes people are listening and it's like, you know, it's okay if you're not. That's okay. It'd like, be you're fun. Not, we're not any better than you and you're not any better than us. Everyone's equal. Yeah. In a, in not, well, <laughs> I guess in this, in this uh, uh, space. But like when you, when you think about like, it's okay to have a day job to work for someone else. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And also there's nothing wrong with if you decide – to have a day job and then do something on the side that makes some extra money, like what people call a side hustle, quote unquote. Yeah, uh, which I don't like that phrase, but the this the, your, your side project, and, and it's okay for to be self employed, and, and and they all have the same fucking problem. Yes, the same problems. So yeah. it's not like one is better than the other. It's like it, it's like oh, it must be so nice to wake up with an alarm clock. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. But you know what sucks is sometimes forgetting to eat. Sometimes being stressed out more than anything else because I don't – it's not that – it's like I could wake up tomorrow like, I, like before I got on that airplane and thought that my business was fucking done and yeah. I wasn't going to make any money. Yeah. Yeah. And the key, I think, especially for you and I is – and for people listening too, I, they're yeah. like this too – is to say quit worrying what other people think. 
Quit worrying what people will think if you go back and get a job. Quit worrying what people think if you, like, this thing doesn't work out. Just think about what do you want and need out of your life. Okay, that's what you're going to pursue. And if someone comes along, like if someone came came along and said, Justin, you know, I'll pay you $500,000 a year. You'll be an employee. But you're going to have to, uh, you know, you can still work remote. And we don't, you know, you can still wake up when you need to and all that stuff. I'd be like... Oh man, it's yeah, kind of got good. all the pros, all the advantages yeah. of running my own business without the stress. Without the stress, sure. I mean, and seriously, if you're out there right now, you can offer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take that deal right now. Sure. Yeah. 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 And and be okay with my whole audience going. Well, wait, wait a second. I thought you were going to be, you know, solopreneur man forever. Yeah, people's champion. Uh, and be like, well, the, like, that. What I ultimately want is a good life. Yeah. And there's a bunch of different ways that that could happen. I mean, I mean, it, <laughs> yeah. There's, there's all sorts of ways that could happen. So yeah. And it, we've we've made it that entrepreneurship is the only way that that dream could be achieved. But I or mean, that it is a dream in and of itself. It's not. Yeah. It's 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 not. It's like. If Derek Sivers called me up and said, hey, man, I just love what you're doing. I just want to pay you $500,000 a year to yeah. write whatever is on your heart. That would be another path to getting the life I want. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's a funny example, but anyway. But that, that would be very stress-free. Yes. It would be nice. Um, is there anything that you want to promote while you're here? Uh, we don't have a lot of downloads. You know that. No. <laughs> I mean... I would love people can go back. If if people are trying to validate an idea right now, productvalidationchecklist.com. Um, it's real I think it's really great. It's the advice I've been giving to all my coaching clients. It's everything I've learned in 10 years of working for software as a service companies mm-hmm. and now it's what I'm applying in Transistor. So, cool. I'm excited about that. Also, if you are looking to start a show, uh, we're still in early access, uh, and technically, I'm not supposed to give out any more invites. But if- yeah, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been telling people that, and it's yeah. like everyone's like, "Oh, can I get in?" I'm like, uh, "Wait till it's launched." Yeah. Uh, so, but if you you can go check out Transistor, uh, and you can also uh, email me Justin at Transistor.fm if you want any if you want to talk podcasting or anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm on Twitter, M I Justin, the letter M, the letter I Justin. My DMs yep. are open. Sweet. Oh, you can do that? Yeah, you can open up your DMs, man. Oh, should I better open up my DMs? Open up your DMs. You could be missing so many DMs oh, right I'm now. Oh, I'm probably... D- I'm, um, uh, <laughs> BMs and DMs, I need, I need to open them up. Guys, Matt... I didn't know you could do that. Matt's DMs are open. Yeah, all right. Um, so, all right, cool. Man, thanks for, for doing this. Yeah. No, it was, really, um, it was really great. I got a whole thing I got to do at the end here. So you want to stick with me? Uh, sure, I can stick with you. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So we didn't get to a lot of the research that I had done and the questions that I had asked, but there's there's time. We can we can do this again and obviously dive more <laughs> into this topic because this topic's fucking huge. Yeah. Um, but I do want to thank Larry, Jackie, uh, Radika, Glenn, and Nick for sending in questions and topics for this show, even though we really didn't get to much of them. You know. Um, and I want to thank. Uh, JCD Fitness at JCD Fitness for my new middle name this week via Twitter. So thank you for that. Uh, and if you have any questions or topics you'd like to talk about on the show, which we have uh, a queue, but if you want uh, more, please email me at 
uh, Matt at MoneyLab.co. Matt at MoneyLab.co. And feel free to send me new middle name suggestions. I'm open to trying new ones out. I actually need them, please. Oh, this is, is this a thing you do on Twitter where people can give you a new middle name? Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. So feel free to send one in. Give you a shout out on the show for doing that. And it becomes uh, – <laughs> right now I'm doing a thing where my middle name actually becomes the coupon code of whatever, the, whatever I'm promoting on the show. Oh, so. nice. Oh, I will see. We'll see how it works out. Um, if you like this show, and please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. Where's your what's what's your channel? Yeah, I think. I mean, folks, if you listen on the Apple Podcast app, use it and subscribe and rate. And some people don't realize on the app you subscribe and then immediately scroll down. And hit five stars and give Matt a review right away. It's super simple to do it right when you subscribe. But after that, it gets kind of lost in terms of finding Ah. that. So search uh, Money Lab, hit subscribe, a big check mark will appear. And then you scroll down, five stars, and then Matt's on his way. But the other thing, honestly, is for people to think and go... You know, I've got to start recommending this podcast. Quit recommending This American Life. Like, people know about that show. Recommend, yeah. like, podcasts like Matt's, like. And cereal. Yeah, like, just <laughs> find something. Start up. Yeah, find something new and recommend that. Don't, yeah. don't recommend those other shows. Yeah, that's good advice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it, yeah, so if you like the show, please leave me a review because that helps. Uh, what does the reviews do? I mean, like, I've always said, and I talked to the guy at. Your competitor now, uh, Simplecast. Um, no, Fireside, Omni, Libsyn. Libsyn. Okay. Um, he was saying that this is back in the day. This is back. I went to the very first podcast movement. Yeah. And were you at that one? You weren't at that, were you? No, I haven't been. Uh, I've been to uh, the only podcast conference I've been to is NMX. Okay, and that's no longer a thing. That's no longer a thing. I don't think. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I he told me that reviews don't actually add to the algorithm that much but the fact that they're there gets more people it's more of like a vanity thing or or social proof yeah yeah so there's actually if you check out um pacific content on medium Mm -hmm. they create branded they create branded podcasts they've been doing a whole series on what actually works in itunes and they dispel some of those myths yeah uh i always say um Ratings and reviews always seem to help. Yeah, it seems, it seems so. And the other thing is uh, listening time. So honestly, like, uh, I listen to your show in Overcast. Like, that's where I actually listen to it. But uh-huh. because I want to help you out, I listen at two times speed in iTunes just on silent because overall listen time contributes to your thing so So i should do that to my own podcast you should do that to your own show for sure hack yeah uh sharing it on twitter the actual apple podcast url to the episode helps a lot as well um because they're they're using some of those in their their ranking algorithm at least they're saying they are uh, so, yeah, I would recommend those things. Um, but uh, unfortunately, right now, iTunes is king. And yeah. all of the other directories, even the Android ones, often just scrape the, Android, the iTunes directory. And so they're kind of like the master copy. And so, yeah, if, you're, yeah. if you are y- you know, a fan and you listen on Apple Podcasts, definitely subscribe. Subscribe is another one, another positive yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for indie podcasts right now, honestly, folks sharing it 
and talking about it for you is the best. Yeah. Word of mouth. Yeah. Word of mouth. Yep. Yeah. It's easier said. I mean, it's not something you can focus on, but mm-hmm. it's definitely something that once you get enough, once you get that surge of subscribers, I feel like, or you get like to a, there's a tipping point where it kind of like becomes a flywheel effect and, and it started, just starts to grow from there. Yeah. Through word of mouth. Yeah. I, I think one thing we could try is anybody that shares this show on Twitter, this particular mm-hmm. episode, um, uh, I will like, I'll, you know, take note of everyone who shares it and I'll do a draw at the end. Well, whenever you publish this, I'll, when, when are you going to publish this? Uh, not this Monday, but the following Monday. Okay. Whatever date that is. Yeah. Let's just say June 15th. Yeah. May, yeah. June 15th. I'll take all those people that have shared this episode. So if you're listening right now, share the episode and I will send you like a Mega Maker swag pack in the mail oh. if you share this episode. So just say, hey, uh, am I Justin and Matt Giovannici? Yeah. <laughs> uh, just listen to the episode and. Uh, Thanks. And then share it with your friends as well. So, hey, just listen to this episode about mental health, and I'll put all those in a little pile and take out a thing. And yeah. Dude, thank you. Yeah. No. It's very nice of you. No, I think uh, it's when we'll see if it works. So, folks, do not fail me. (laughs) Yeah. Do not fail me. (laughs) We need this show to work. I need to keep doing it. So, that's the thing. Like, uh, you know, the more people i can get through whatever services or whatever means of promotion the more i can later attract some sponsors maybe make some extra side coin and mm-hmm. that'll help me to keep the momentum going although i'm so far i fucking love doing this so i'm having a good time with it more than i did with uh driven at my old show and i i really did enjoy doing with some money matters i i didn't enjoy the constant uh publishing schedule that we had the aggressive schedule but I do like this one. It feels like I'm already ahead. It's not even that hard to do. Yeah. Um, and I have Steph to talk to at any given time if I need, you know, uh, a yeah. guest. You, so you she's got, right there. You got to bring her back for sure. Yeah, she's definitely coming back. So, uh, so speaking of reviews, which um, I also I'm, – I'm asking for funny reviews because I figured how many business podcasts have funny reviews? Oh, yeah, yeah. But, that's a good idea. Yeah. So uh, I got a review from uh, Rob Brunner. This is my last review. Hopefully some get some more between now and then. Uh, and he writes, it's a fun business podcast without the uptight BS. There's no pretending here, just honest discussions of what work and w- what doesn't. So Nice. That's, that's, that's nice a really – that is a really nice review. Nice and simple. I like it. Yeah. And then finally – Visit moneylab.co to follow my experiments and challenges trying to make money online and subscribe to get email updates and announcements. Mm-hmm. And you can follow me on Twitter. My handle is at Matt Givanisi, and I'm sure you can figure out how to spell it. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't want to spell it out for everybody, but I'll figure it out. I could barely say it. I know. No one can. That's why he's like, I actually had the, one of my original ideas for the show was I was going to mispronounce my last name at the beginning of every show and like try different different pronunciations of it. But I was like, oh, I'll get tired of that. <laughs> just let your just let your guest uh, pronounce it. Try, for you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I could just have him like record it, like record them trying to say it, and yeah. then just like pipe it in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, hi, I'm Matt G- Gianovici. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, you know, it's, it'd be like Mailkimp. You know, yeah. just like all constant like uh, people trying to pronounce my last name. That might be funny. I might I might try that. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah. So that's it, man. Thanks for coming on again. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks, dude. 
Cool. I, I, I hate to talk and run, but I got to go pick up my kids now. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. That's it. Bye.